All right, folks, welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. And I am, of course, excited to chat about the NBA schedule. We're going to have a good time. Uh, that dropped today. I'm not going to be able to podcast tomorrow. I'm going to the Rockies game. So wanted to at least get this out there for everybody. Should be good. I'm looking forward to it for sure. This will we'll only spend a couple segments on this, just like probably about 30 to 40 minutes or so, but should be fun. I am, of course, looking forward to it. Uh, hope everybody is doing well. And if you haven't listened to last night's episode with Matt Moore, I urge you to listen to it. It was very good content. Uh, it was about top 100 rankings, the superstars that will be traded the soonest. There's a lot there. There's a lot of good stuff there, I think. And I hope you enjoyed if you listened to that one. And if you're listening to this one, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in, of course. All right, let's chat about the NBA regular season schedule dropping. This was not something that uh, I think a lot of people were really hyped about until today, if I'm being honest. I, I thought that it would drop today after hearing from a couple of folks that this was going down, but I've been looking forward to this for a while, partially because I, I get to I get to travel sometimes. I get to uh, go and enjoy uh, the travel with my folks, uh, with with the not with my folks, but with uh, with the Nuggets, and that's always enjoyable when you get the opportunity to do so. So when you're looking for the schedule, you're looking for the the opportune dates and things like that, and it's fun. It's it's a cool thing to be able to do. It's one of the perks of the job. Um, but also just for everybody, you want to know what the viewing experience is going to be like for your Denver Nuggets. And I think that this schedule, when I got to see it, it it's pretty fair. I think it's a pretty reasonable schedule. There's nothing that I can really point to and say, oh, Denver is getting screwed here. Oh, look at this stretch here. I think the most difficult stretches that they have are pretty natural. Uh, they kind of mirror in some ways last year's schedule, maybe not as heavy on the road games at the beginning, uh, but there's a stretch after the all-star break where the games are really tough, but a lot of those are at home and they're pretty well mixed in. And honestly, Denver's just got to know the deal by now that after the all-star break, they're going to be a featured team because they won the championship. So I'm not surprised that the schedule came out and, and was the way that it was for Denver, but I do want to go through it with everybody. Uh, here's what you need to know uh, just structurally about the Denver Nuggets schedule. I wanted to share some of the stuff that I wrote from my article today. You can find that at milehighsports.com. Um, basically, Denver's got 30 national television games this year. It ranks fifth in the entire NBA behind the Warriors, the Lakers, the Suns, and the Celtics, I'm pretty sure. Outside of those four teams, they are the most featured team in the NBA. And when you have players like Stephen Curry and LeBron James, that's not really a surprise. And when you've got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and now Bradley Beal on the same team, that's not really a surprise either. Also, the Celtics, they have basically equal odds when it comes to who's going to win the title this upcoming year. So not really disappointed about that either. I think Denver's got a really strong number of nationally televised games. I think it's pretty good. They've got three on ESPN, or they've got three on ABC, They've got 10 on ESPN. 
They've got nine on TNT. Those are the 22 true nationally televised games that they have. And then they also have eight NBA TV games, which that's where a lot of those national games would be made up for, for Denver in a lot of, a lot of instances in previous years. So it's not really doing that this year. Denver's got three ABC games and they've actually got four. I didn't count the ESPN ABC simulcast game. That's on Christmas uh, because it is on both channels, but I guess I could have counted it on ABC. Like, uh, so four there, nine on ESPN, and then nine on TNT. That's a really good number. It's a really strong number in my opinion. Next, you've got uh, for Denver, they've got their, their important games of the regular season, the notable games of the regular season. Obviously, they open up against the LA Lakers on October 24th. That was known. That was That's going to be the night that Denver gets their rings. And it's an exciting night. That's that's what you should be looking forward to as fans, honestly. Like that's that's what everything's all about. So get to really enjoy that. Get to enjoy it against the team that, uh, or while while the team that you swept in the Western Conference Finals, while they watch, that's pretty interesting. Uh, and then there the game will be played obviously that night, and they'll kick off the entire NBA calendar. So that's as as featured of a spot that Denver could possibly get for the. Uh, NBA premier week. So that's good. Uh, they don't play any other nationally televised games that first week of the season. They have to wait until the next week. I think there's a game against Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but that is part of the main schedule that Denver's a part of. So you've got that one. You have the Christmas day game against the golden state warriors. That one is actually an afternoon matinee game at 12 30 PM. So if you are a Nuggets fan, set your clocks, set your set your calendars accordingly. Uh, you have to wake up early, and you've got to work it around presents if you're if you're celebrating Christmas on that day. So that's a fun thing. That's a that's an enjoyable thing. And from a personal standpoint, I'm not sure if I like that more than I like the uh, 8:30 time. I think that a, a like a hybrid between those two, like instead of the 12:30 spot, you get the I don't know, the five o'clock spot or something like that. That would have been nice if I was, if, if I'm the nuggets, but, or the three o'clock spot, that would have been great, but I'm not going to really complain. It's just nice to not have to be up until three o'clock in the morning on Christmas. Like that's, that's kind of nice. Um, and then the last one to really focus on is the rivalry week game between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Denver nuggets. That's on January 27th. That is a Saturday game in the late afternoon on ABC. That is a specialty game. Denver's got another couple of games on ABC, including a matchup against the Lakers and a matchup against the Dallas Mavericks later in the season. So should be interesting to see what those games look like from a national TV standpoint. Um, other stuff like structurally that Nuggets fans should know, there are 13 back-to-backs on the schedule. So if you want to look in more depth, on those back-to-backs, make sure to check out the article. I have them listed very clearly in the article on MHS.com. Um, the notable ones from there, they've got a December 22nd and 23rd back-to-back right before the Christmas game. Uh, they played December 1st and December 2nd against the Phoenix Suns and Sacramento Kings. Uh, the Kings are the only team that faces Denver multiple times on the second night of a back-to-back. So uh, they benefit from Denver 
uh, being on the second night of a back-to-back and at a rest disadvantage, but it's not so strongly favoring like one team or another that it's not really a concern. If you remember past couple of years, uh, this last year, Denver faced Minnesota on the second night of a back-to-back three straight, like in three separate games. And then they did the same thing against Utah in the previous year. So that was something that I had my eye on, but doesn't look like it's going to be a problem this year. Um, Yeah, so Sacramento, they benefit a little bit. I think, oh, Chicago's the other team that faces Denver, second out of a back-to-back uh, multiple times. So it's not like, it's not so strenuous that I'm not, like at least it's not a division opponent. Uh, Sacramento, they will obviously compete with Denver for playoff positioning, but I'm not as worried about that, nor should you be. In terms of home road splits by month, October, it's even. November, there's one more road game than home game. December, there's one more road game than home game. January, there's one more road road game than home game. Uh, February, there's one more home game than road game. And March, there are three more home games than road games. And then April, it's three and four. Uh, Three home, four road. So March is the home heavy part of their schedule. And that's post-All-Star break. Denver's got 15 of their 27 games after the All-Star break are at home. Uh, They do play some important teams. They play some important games during that stretch, but a lot of those will take place at home and on national TV. So that is a good time for Denver to be playing their best basketball, is what I will say. Um, I don't think that Denver's going to have any seeding wrapped up by then, so they'll have to work during those games. Uh, They'll have to survive in... October, November, and December. Basically, eight of their 13 back-to-backs are in October, November, and December, so it's going to be a little bit tougher at the beginning from a scheduling standpoint. But from a strength standpoint, I would say it's tougher in the second half of the season. So really, it's it's nothing too crazy. It's not like this hasn't been done before. Denver's not getting the short end of the stick or anything like that. In terms of the actual miles that they're traveling, they usually travel a bunch of miles because they are a because they're a team that plays at altitude, and because they play in the middle of the country as opposed to near one of the coasts where you have your division basically right next to you. Uh, that's not what Denver does. That's not how they have it. But that is okay. It's not a big deal. Um, they actually have the easiest strength of schedule if you're looking at uh, a bunch of factors from positive residual. They do a really good stuff. They do really good stuff on their website. Uh, just generally like strength of schedule wise, but also uh, based off of rest advantages and disadvantages, Denver's got a pretty easy schedule from that standpoint. So I'm not surprised. I think that Denver gets the benefit of the doubt because they don't have to play themselves. They're the best team in the West. Everybody else has to play them. So there's something to that. Uh, but Denver does get some other benefits in there. And like I said, they have 13 back-to-backs. That's actually the tied for the fewest. There are a bunch of teams with 13, a bunch of teams with 14, a bunch of teams with 15. Denver's in that 13 block. So they're they're benefiting, but not like especially greatly there. Uh, and then the other thing, I think I saw this graphic go across the screen for ESPN, uh, NBA Today. Denver has the fewest three and fours. And what that means is you play a back-to-back plus one game with a one day of rest in between. 
Denver has 16 of those. And that's kind of on either side of the back-to-back, basically. So that's why they have 16 of those and only 13 back-to-backs. So you can double count those, like a four games in six nights, basically. And 16 is very few. Denver has a pretty balanced schedule. They don't have a bunch of rest in between games. Like they, they've got, there are very few of those times where they've got, oh, three games off or three days off, four days off, uh, just randomly within the schedule. So that's at least a good thing. Denver's going to be a pretty regularly scheduled team, which when you're the champs, you get to lobby for that to the league office. So that is a that is a good thing. Five 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 ish says thoughts on the number of national TV games. I think it's a good number. I, I'm not really I'm not gonna bemoan the number of it. I think that Denver got the like they got the right amount of shine here. Jokic isn't the biggest draw when it comes to like LeBron and Steph and KD and like the KD book combo. And then you've got uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown in Boston. The reason why they have more Boston is a massive fan base. Obviously they travel very well, but the other thing is that they're the only Eastern conference team that's kind of in that top group. So when the Eastern conference is on national TV, the Celtics are generally involved because they're clearly the best team just top to bottom. So I'm not really surprised about that. I think fifth, like they've got the fifth most nationally televised games. I think that's fair. I think that's fine. I'm not really bemoaning it at all. I'm I'm certainly not worried about it. Denver's got a lot of these ABC and NBA or uh, TNT games and ESPN games. They don't have a bunch of NBA TV games to really bolster that number. They actually have like they're being shown on true TV. So uh, not true, not true TV, uh, like legitimate TV is what I'm trying to say. But uh, no, I think I think it's a good number. I'm not really too worried about it myself. Last thing that we talk about here before we're taking a break, uh, the in-season tournaments. I know a lot of people are confused about this. I wanted to be able to explain it a little bit. Basically, 80 games, uh, 8-0, have been discussed uh they, they've been put to pay put to paper clearly 81 82 and potentially 83 are currently being determined by the in-season tournament results that will happen over the course of tuesdays and fridays during november i think november 3rd is the day that it starts and november 28th 27th one of those days is the day that it ends um, basically every tuesday and every friday during the month of november in-season tournament games are being played. And so Denver is on national TV a couple times. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Dallas is one of those where they're on national TV against Dallas in their pool. In Denver's pool is also New Orleans and uh, the Clippers and the Houston Rockets. And so Denver will play each of those teams throughout November uh, on either Tuesday or Friday in November. And once they play each of those four games, uh, once every team plays each of those four games, the winner of the group play will be established based off of that record. And then uh, like each winner of the group will advance as well as one wild card from each conference based off of schedule, based off of uh, record, uh, point differential, things like that. They'll, they'll come up with the tiebreakers. I, I, I saw the tiebreakers, but I don't remember them off the top of my head. But four teams from each conference will move on 
and they'll play quarterfinals against each other. And then the two best teams in each conference, uh, based off of the in-season tournament, will play each other in a semifinal game in Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the neutral site. And then the championship will be played on December 9th in Las Vegas as well. Uh, but here's the kicker. Those games, those quarterfinal and semifinal games, will count as regular season games. Uh, if you lose in the quarterfinal, then you play the other Western Conference team that lost in the quarterfinal. If you, as And Eastern Conference, same thing. If you lose in the semifinal, you've already played your two games, so you don't have an extra game that you have to play. If you make it to the championship game by winning each of those, then you will play an 83rd game. That does not count against the schedule. It doesn't count against the standings. It is just like it's independent thing. I'm not sure why they did it that way. I think it would be good if the teams that played the 83rd game were credited with a potential win if they were to be there. Now, the problem is that if you lose, you don't want to be penalized for making it all the way there. So that's probably the reason why. But I do think that this is good for the NBA. It's a good thing to try to drum up some interest in the early parts of the season, compete with the NFL in a unique way on Tuesdays and Fridays. Notably, Tuesdays and Fridays are not football days. They are not Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Uh, you could have gone Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday, and the NBA decided Tuesday and Friday to not compete with football while also doing something unique to themselves. So I think this is a good thing. I think it's a good way that they've tried to do it. I wish that it would be a little bit more condensed, but it's not the most important thing in the world. And if you do not make the in-season tournament, like let's say Denver goes two and two and they are third in their group as opposed to first or second, then they will have some other games that will be created for them out of that Basically, the teams that are like the 22 games or the 22 teams that are not in the in-season tournament, they will be pulled together and Denver will play two of those other 21 teams in that time. I'm not sure how they're calculating that, but that will be done. So that will be where the 81st and 82nd games come from. So it's an interesting concept. I'm not sure what it's going to look like, but uh, I, I hope everybody cares. I hope everybody enjoys it. Um Five 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 ish is back. He says it is confirmed that knockout games for the in season tournament are not part of the regular season. What are the odds of teams possibly resting players and not caring about winning? I thought that the knockout games were hmm interesting. I thought that the championship was the only game that wasn't counted within the in season tournament. I thought that the knockout games were counted, but I I could be wrong because. The other teams are going to play games that count. Like you're not just going to 80 games in the regular season that actually counts, I don't think. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll have to see about that. See if you could uh, check on that for me, 55555-ish. Uh, All right. It's good stuff, though. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to rank the top Nuggets games of the 2023-24 regular season. I know that's why everybody's here. So we are going to chat about that. But first... As everybody knows, football, it's coming back. And now is the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the most trusted name in Vegas. And now you can use promo code MILEHIGH to score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus. Win or lose, they'll match your first bet 
up to $250 with promo code mile high. All you got to do is download that Superbook Sports app. Uh, don't make, don't miss out on this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports and with that promo code. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. and roll ryan blackburn here thank you so much everybody for tuning in appreciate all the love and support on the podcast as always if you can please rate review and subscribe to the podcast uh if you're if you're new to the pod i welcome you in hopefully things are going well uh if not then uh, thank you for coming back i do genuinely appreciate the returners as well all right uh what's up gordon thanks for uh thanks for dropping by favorite canadian gordon glasner Ryan, I, awesome idea for an episode. Appreciate you, man. Let's uh, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it all together. It's it's August content, as, as we as we know. So uh, here we go. Ranking the top Nuggets games on the 2023-24 Denver Nuggets regular season. I'm looking forward to this, and I wanted to do this in a slightly different way. I could have just done this artificially, and I still kind of did, but I wanted to do this empirically with like some numerical data. And I think I figured, okay, how do I measure how exciting a game is? What is the ability? Like, how can I possibly do that? And what I came away with was this. I decided to do excitement rating, which is basically a combination of a variety of things. You have team strength, you have star power, you have animosity. And basically that is like is Denver beefing with another team or Nuggets fans beefing with, with other fans for some reason? What's the reason? Uh, the significance, and I'll explain that in just a bit. And then the rest factor, like how rested is, is this Nuggets team? Is this likely to, are you likely to see the full strength version of the Nuggets in this uh, particular area? And so what I did was I went through the entire schedule and I rated each of those categories, each of those five categories, strength, stars, animosity, significance, and rest on a scale of one to 10. And then I came up with a score out of 50 for my excitement rating. That significance factor that I mentioned, that's the fourth one within this category. That's a blend of things. And I decided to do that numerically as well, basically saying, how important is it that Denver wins this game? Like what, what would it mean if Denver won it? And so I think that that's a good way to really lead into how important various regular season games are. Usually when you're just thinking about it objectively, the games that are at home where you're defending your home court, those are very important. The games where you're playing against your division, those are really important for tiebreakers. Conference games are more important than non-conference games. And then if you are like on national TV, for example, and you're looking for like a, an impression, not necessarily like just, just the result itself, but like the impression that you're leaving on another fan base or NBA fans in general, or hell, voters for awards. <laughs> like that's a kind of a big deal to show up on national TV. So I kind of mixed in a couple of those things. I came up with my own significant score 
and we are going to rank all of these teams or all of these games based off of that excitement rating, index rating, whatever you want to call it. So here we go. Honorable mentions for this exercise, the Miami game on March 13th. That is a national TV game. The January 4th game against the Golden State Warriors. That is another important matchup on national TV. And then a Minnesota game on March 29th. Uh, that was an important one. That just that also just missed the cut. That one's not on national TV, but again, that is a pretty sure that is a home game against a division opponent, and it's a team that you could potentially be battling for seeding against. So those are important games, like actually. And then finally, the Clippers game on uh, November 14th as well. That's a good one. That's on TNT. Uh, but here we go. Here are the top 10 games, beginning with number 10. I have Philly, January 27th. It got a score of 42 uh, excitement rating out of 50. And the reason why it's a little bit lower than I think a lot of people might think that it should be is because of like it kind of has 8 out of 10s, 9 out of 10s across the board as opposed to getting 10 out of 10s like some of these other games got. And then the uh, I made an artificial way of saying the significance for that golden state Christmas game got that gets an 11 out of 10 because it's a, because it's the Christmas game. Uh, but Philly on January 27th, it's not the most important game from a significant standpoint. It is the, um, it is like a, it's a rivalry game, but it's on the road. It's a non-conference opponent. Really the only reason why it belongs on this list is because of the Jokic versus Embiid rivalry. But from a Nuggets perspective, it's not the most important game possible. But it did get dragged up the rating ratings because of the significance of the animosity, as well as some of the star power. Although, I only gave it a 9 on the star power because we don't know whether James Harden will actually be there or not. Doesn't get a 10. Number 9, Golden State on February 25th. This is after the All-Star break. It gets a 43 out of 50 on the excitement rating index whatever we're calling this thing uh 43 out of 50 is pretty good and it's not a surprise this is a showcase game for both teams this is on espn uh it's a sunday game so sunday afternoon after the nfl season ends this is one where lots of people are going to be wondering what the hell to do with themselves uh in the weekend after uh football is basically out and then the all-star game or the all-star break is basically back Denver goes at Golden State and got star power there. You've got importance there, conference opponents. It makes a lot of sense that this game is on the list. Next, you've got a couple of the in-season tourney games, but I decided not to count them because we don't know if Denver, first of all, is in the knockout stage of the in-season tournament, uh, nor do we know who they would be facing. So hard to really provide a hard and fast value for what those games would be. But if we skip over those, we go to one of our Phoenix games. And Denver plays Phoenix three times. I'm just going to tell you, Phoenix is also at the top of this list. They are very, very important for Denver this year. But the Phoenix game on December 1st, the first game that Phoenix plays, Denver against, uh, like with uh, Bradley Beal, along with Kevin Durant and, Brad and uh, Devin Booker, those games are important. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this game actually had a higher excitement rating than the two that 
the two Phoenix games that are also above it. But this gets a 45 on the scale. And I mean, it's got 10s across the board for team strength, star power, and animosity. Like these teams don't like each other and they, they have history. So not really a surprise. Although it only gets an eight on significance because it's so early on in the season and it's a road game for Denver. Like they do not have to win this game. It's not a requirement that they win this game on the road. So I'm not as worried about that one. Number seven, going back to Golden State uh, on November 8th, this one gets a 46 out of 50 on the excitement rating index. And the reason why it's a little bit higher, it's, um, this was, which one was it? This was November 8th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is another ESPN game. This one has a little bit more significance just because you're at home. Uh, ESPN, you're matching up with Steph Curry. Like you want to be able to win this game. You want to show people that you're doing well, even though you don't think of Golden State as a more threatening team than Phoenix. If you did lose this game uh, against Golden State, which is, again, it's at home as opposed to on the road. I should have made that clear. Um, that would not be as good. That would not be would not be a good feeling. So I do think that uh, this should be a very fast. This should be a fascinating matchup. Like it's not the most important game on Denver's list, but it's a good one early on for Nuggets fans and NBA fans to get really excited. And Steph versus Jokic and Murray versus Steph. Like hard not to hard not to like it. Number six. Lakers on March 2nd. This is 46 out of 50 on the ER as well. And this one is just, this is a very, very important one. Uh, just from the perspective of this is an ABC matchup. This is a Saturday night game on March 2nd. And this will absolutely shift a lot of narratives. Like it just will. And if these teams are anywhere close to each other in the standings and Denver plays this one, they go on the road for this one. Uh, this would be even higher if it was a home game for Denver from a needing to win it standpoint, but it is a nine in terms of strength for the Lakers, 10 for stars, 10 for animosity, eight for significance and a nine for rest because they're going on the road. Uh, I think that this is a fun game. This will be a really, really interesting one. And with as much as Michael Malone has talked about this matchup, uh, you better believe that the Lakers are circling every single matchup that they have against the Nuggets on the calendar. Number five, this will be a surprising one. Golden State on Christmas. This is not what I expected when I did this rankings, uh, but I am beholden to the stats. I know that I created the stats, so I don't want to just be like, oh, come on, Ryan. Like you're, you're like, be a, be subjective here. Like you're already being subjective by creating the, the actual formula, but no, this one also gets a 46 out of 50, though it does get the tiebreaker because it's the Christmas game. And I think that's important. Like it's on ABC and ESPN. I don't know how many people are going to put a ton of stock in this game, but I do think that people will be watching very closely. And if Denver does win this one, it's at home. It'll be a great matchup. The reason why it doesn't get higher than this is because I had Golden State as only an 8 out of 10 on the strength index, as well as an eight out of 10 on the animosity. So reason why they don't get it. And also this is a nine out of 10 and rest because Denver's coming off of like, this will be the third game in four nights, basically. So that's the reasons why it's got, it got knocked down. 
Denver's not in a massively important position where they have to win this game. It would just be nice to win this game. And so that's kind of how this ranking kind of reflects that. Um, <laughs> uh, good, good, to, good to hear from you, 555-ish. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, and Gordon says, uh, we should have the prime spots. We have the best player on the planet and a seriously entertaining style. Absolutely. Uh, Denver's fifth in in primetime games. Like they they play a lot of primetime slots. So I'm not super concerned about that. And I don't think anybody else should be too concerned either on the on the specific number. A lot of it is just LeBron, Steph, and KD and Booker. They carry a lot of views. Number four, going back to the Lakers well. This is on February 8th. This is right before the All-Star break, basically, about a week before. And it's about that time. I'm not sure exactly when the Super Bowl is, but I assume that this is after the Super Bowl. And this one gets a 47 out of 50 on the ER scale. Reason being, you get a 9 out of 10 on the strength. You get 10 out of 10 on stars and animosity, as well as a 10 out of 10 on rest. That's a really important distinction here. It is not the most significant game. Denver doesn't have to win this one. Um, but it, it would be nice to win this one for sure. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that like it, it is important to win all these games, as many of these games against the Lakers and in this national spotlight as you possibly can, because it carries a lot of weight with a lot of people. And if Denver shows up in a lot of these games, then a lot of people are going to benefit. Like Jamal Murray could make his first all-star appearance. Michael Porter could make an all-star appearance if he really breaks out. Aaron Gordon, after missing out just barely last year, maybe he gets it this year because you got the championship hangover. So I don't know. We'll just have to see. But I do think that this Lakers game is important, as is this one. Uh, this one gets a 49 out of 50 on the excitement rating index. This is the Lakers game on opening night. 49 out of 50. The only reason why it doesn't get any higher is because I have the Lakers as a 9 out of 10 on the strength index. That's important. That's a, like, they they should be, like, the fourth to sixth best team in the league. I don't consider them a top three team. I consider the three teams that challenged Denver the most, like the teams that got the highest strength ratings, were Phoenix, Boston, and I think Milwaukee. It might have just been Phoenix and Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me just go through and check. Yeah, Boston got a 10. Uh, nobody else... Yeah, nobody else other than Phoenix and Boston got tens. And I think that's that's pretty reflective of, of where the strength of the NBA is at. You've got three top teams. You've got the Boston Celtics, you've got the Phoenix Suns after trading for Bradley Beal, and you've got the Denver Nuggets. And I think that that's important as it's a very important distinction to me. Uh, but this game is important, obviously. If you show up and you like deliver on ring night then a lot of people are going to be in Denver's court. The Lakers, you know, are going to be rearing to go. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion, I think, about the Lakers and LeBron and Darvin Ham and them wanting revenge. Whether they actually play like that on that night remains to be seen, but I do think they'll be ready. And Denver, I know ring night is very curious. It's a very odd time, but uh, like, like pretty much anything can happen on opening night. It's just a very interesting unique spot in the nba but it is an important distinction that if denver does the win, win that one they will set themselves up for the rest of the regular season in a good way 
And the top two games are as follows. You have Phoenix on March 27th and Phoenix on March 5th. And I could have put them in any order. I think I'm going to put the March 5th game on uh, the top because we don't know what's going to happen on March 27th. There's a very strong possibility that, like, if I if I go to that real quick, March 27th is game 73 of the regular season. March 5th is game 62. So I think that it's more likely that game 62 means more to people than game 73, but I could be wrong about that. Like, it could be flipped. And if Denver still has a lot of standing that they have to make up, feel like game 73 or maybe Phoenix, same thing. Maybe those two teams are battling for the first seed in the West. Uh, maybe Devin Booker's pushing for an MVP and, and Jokic looks like he's going to win it. And Booker's uh, kind of like in 2022, is really wanting to make a statement. And they decide, yeah, we're going to show you. We're going to show you that we are the top team. And if that's the case, then those games are going to mean a lot. They are, they are both going to mean a lot. I think that's uh, like gets tens across the board for strength, star power, animosity, significance, and rest. The good thing about those games is that the NBA knows how valuable they are. And so they made sure that Denver was rested for those games. They gave Denver plenty of time, like the Phoenix game that comes after the March 2nd Lakers game. And Denver has two days off in between the March 27th game. That is in the midst of a five-game homestand for Denver. So they have plenty of time. Denver does not have a single back-to-back during the month of March. And that, to me, is a pretty strong indication that the Nuggets, like they, they believe that the Nuggets are going to be rolling at that point. So they're not going to give them any reason why they can just rest uh, Murray randomly, rest Jokic randomly, rest Porter randomly. They want Denver to be at full strength, playing their best basketball playing the best teams and it'll be a good showcase i think during the regular season of one of the best teams in the nba if not the best team in the nba definitely the best player in the nba and Jokic. and so the phoenix matchup bradley beal kevin durant devin booker it's going to be a lot of fun i really do believe that uh deandre ayton is still there we'll see if he's still there during these games but at this point phoenix should clear some things up during the first 60 games of the season or so, they'll figure out what their rotation looks like, whether Eric Gordon is the best option for them or Josh Kogi or Yuta Watanabe or Keita Bates-Diop or whoever. Like they'll, they'll have a lot of guys that they can choose from and they are going to try to find the best mix for them. And by the time that they do, they should be ready to challenge Denver in these regular season games. Should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it for sure. 5555-ish says, it's crazy that Giannis versus Jokic isn't on national TV both times they meet. I agree. They're on neither time. Like, there was no, like, hypothetically, if the Bucks were facing the Nuggets on national TV, it would feel a lot more significant. Uh, the highest ranking Bucks game got a 39 out of 50 because it didn't get the, the national TV boost. It got a 4 out of 10 in that category for me on significance. And that's because it's a non-conference team on the road. Actually, no, that one was at home. Like it, those games don't necessarily matter from a um, from an actual like you have to win them standpoint. But for the NBA, they definitely do matter. So I gave it a 
a little bit of a bump there, but I don't know. Like I, I'm surprised that the NBA is not showcasing that rivalry if, or it's not even really a rivalry because it hasn't been showcased at all. <laughs> like there's a lot of conversation about Jokic versus Embiid Embiid versus Giannis guys like that. There is not a lot of conversation between Jokic versus Giannis for whatever reason, despite the fact that they've uh, won four of the previous five MVPs. So I don't understand it. I don't get it, but I think that's, I think that they should be showcased a little bit more. But as it turns out, I have Phoenix ranked number one as the most important game on the schedule. I'm curious, do you guys think the Christmas game is the most important? Do you think that the opening night game against the LA Lakers is the most important? Did I pick the wrong Phoenix game? Should I have picked the March 27th one? I don't know. Uh, Golden State, Lakers, Phoenix, Philly with rivalry week. What should I have picked? Um, or Miami it was also one that was on the cusp uh, because they might even have Damian Lillard. So I gave them a nine on star power. I think if they have Lillard in bag, like in, in hand, he, they'd probably get a 10 and then they'd probably be on this list. So very, very curious to see what it looks like. But I am hopeful that this is a fun, enjoyable regular season for Denver. It's not the most complicated regular season. Everything makes a lot of sense from a structural standpoint and from a matchup standpoint and from a national TV game standpoint. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And I'm hoping to go to some of these road games. Should be a lot of fun. Everybody, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll. Brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I really appreciate all the love and support on this Thursday night. We are going to chat again on Monday. Reminder, there's no Friday night podcast. We're going to a rock game with the MHS crew. We're going to have a good time, and I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, but as it stands right now, we'll not be there will not be another podcast this week. So make sure to go look at those podcasts with Matt Moore. Those were fun. Everybody hit that like button on the way out. Really appreciate all the love and support. I'll talk to you guys next week.